Hello, friends. Hello, internet people, freaks, weirdos, and people who know to, how to download things and stream things on the internet. Hi, how are you? How you doing? This is Josh Trelevin, recording another podcast. I had a guest uh, this week. Well, I mean, we were b- again, we were both guests at another place. Um, this week, I sat down with Evan Mumford, stand-up comedian from Victoria, regular around Ratfish and a lot of other places in Victoria. We went to we actually went to a public place because <laughs> he was too scared to meet in my basement. Uh, no, because I don't have a vehicle to. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that doesn't matter. We we ended up meeting in the Fernwood Inn. So the first part of the podcast there is a bit of background noise. So I do apologize for the audio. I tried to get it as as good as I can, but uh, it's going to be a little bit. Uh, it has background noise in it in case that's something and that's annoying to you. I do apologize. Um, yeah. So what did we talk about? Oh man, this was like I just want to say before we before I lead into the rest of the podcast with the interview with Evan. Um, he, no offense to anybody who's already been on the podcast so far, but Evan has definitely been my funniest uh, guest so far. And um, not that remember I, I've said before about the podcast, I don't I don't necessarily choose guests based on how funny they are or or something like that. It's just basically who's interesting to me and. Uh, and just my sort of people that I've sort of got to know and friends and stuff. But in this case, Evan is a super funny guy, and it, it ended up being a super funny podcast, and I promise you it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I should just let you listen to the podcast now. Just <laughs> um, And uh, this, all, this podcast, technically I have, it adds up to four guests because I have a couple of other comedians drop in uh, on the podcast, which I'm very happy about now. But you'll have to find out what happens by listening. Okay, listen to the rest of the podcast. Uh, thanks so much. And here it is. Theme song. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. My name is Josh Levin, as it always is. And you probably know that already if you found this podcast. But <laughs> today, where are we today and who are we interviewing? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who we are interviewing and where we are. Um... We're at the Fernwood Inn, uh, just hanging out and uh, having some breakfast, some late breakfast. And I'm with a comedian from Victoria. He is he is originally from Nova Scotia, um, but he moved to Victoria a couple years ago, and he's been doing stand-up comedy all over Victoria and super uh, prolific. And he's very funny. Oh, and and he helps out at Ratfish. <laughs> Held my breath that whole time, Josh. And it's Evan. It's Evan Mumford. Evan Mumford. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Um, thanks for having me. Th- yeah, thanks for being on. Dude, thanks no worries. This is show. great. Fernwood Inn? Yeah, yeah, um, this is cool. Yeah. I mean, cool there's place. some great ambience of clanking glasses, <laughs> which uh, I guarantee you is a soothing sound to some. For those who grew up in breweries and such. That's the funniest thing I've ever said, Josh. You should be laughing your heart out. Oh, Look at him. He's drinking this Coca-Cola. I'm drinking coffee like a real gentleman. Yeah, I was thinking about that. My sister drinks um, cream soda. Well, her favorite is cream soda. She's five so years old, right? <laughs> Do you see a grown man ask if there's Coke or Pepsi? Is is just delightful, Josh. But but I was thinking about it. kids. They don't. I mean, I tried. I was like, oh, kids will love Coca-Cola. I bring home Coca-Cola. Oh, you didn't bring cream soda, or she's a sucker for the cream soda. Yeah. Well, you know. Can't blame her. I suppose, yeah. Um, but if you order cream soda in a restaurant, yeah, that's. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Pops with Josh and Ev. 
uh, today's topic, cream soda. Next week, <laughs> ginger beer. Uh, um, how are you doing today, Evan? I feel this might be the worst I've ever felt existentially, physically, oh, mentally. Man, that makes really good podcast uh, material. I'll tell you what happened when I woke up today. I woke up, I had two multivitamins, not pills, gummies. Uh-huh. Um, Speaking of childish things. Well, I stole them off a child. <laughs> the healthiest child on earth. Uh, I had those gummies, popped those gummies. I had a black coffee when I woke up. Came here, had a black coffee, and just had another coffee. I'm ready to... We're going to burn this building down. <laughs> or something. Or something. I'd fight you, Josh. Are you okay with that? Uh, well, I, I, I think I'd lose. <laughs> Which oh, is I'd be curious. I feel like you got some strength behind that plaid. Well, actually, yeah, I should... I, um, I've been carrying water bottles for, like, you know, the big uh, water bottles for offices. Of course, yeah. That's like a 21 liters? So, uh, let me see. I think it is. 18.9 liters. 18.9? Yeah. Who's more artistic? Welcome to Who's More Artistic <laughs> with Josh and Evan. <laughs> well, it says right on the bottle. I mean, I've seen them, like, every day for the last, I don't know, year or so. I mean, I took some time off, yeah. and I just did a little bit more there, but... I carry water balloons around all the time. Uh, how do you think I got those multi <laughs> How many liter water balloons? 18.9. <laughs> That's a big water balloon. That's a big water balloon. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would hurt getting hit by it. Oh, yeah, I make rivers everywhere I go. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, sunny day out. I, I don't know. I don't know if I need to mention that, but it's it's nice. I, I liked it. Well, I mean, we are doing talking the weather with Josh and Evan, so why wouldn't you mention the, uh, how sunny it is? Oh, this is going great. <laughs> That's sarcasm, Josh. What? That's sarcasm. I I'm still working on sarcasm. It's tough for me too, because yeah. I have friends who are sarcastic. And I'm like, I, I try to have genuine conversations with them. Yeah. And they throw something at me that's, like, really intelligent. I'm like, oh, that's, this is going to be a great conversation. Turns out it's a fucking bit the whole time. I'm halfway into a story about my father. He's like, oh, just don't go any further. That was a joke. Here I am, pantsless. I don't know why my pants are off, but... All right. Ratfish. That's a good... That's a good you want to start? start? You want to start a ratfish? Yeah, well, let me see. I, I mean, I mentioned you grew up in Nova Scotia, but I'm assuming nothing happened there for the first... Oh. Part of your life. Okay. Alright. <laughs> you think my life started in Victoria? Yeah. You West Coast people are all the same, I'm telling you. There's a whole fucking country that you're not talking about. Everything happened in Nova Scotia. Everything amazing. Ellen Page is from Nova Scotia, alright? Did you grow up with Ellen Page? I did not. We have somewhat mutual friends, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. This is Talking Page with Josh and Evan. Thanks for joining us. Uh... Uh, what, what do you want to know? Nova Scotia. Yeah. Com- Comedy-wise? No. I, 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 okay. n- I never did comedy in Nova Scotia. And you go to comedy? I did. Every every week at uh, Yuck Yucks, there was an amateur night. And uh, that's what inspired me to go up. Just seeing okay. these fucking dollars tell these shit street jokes. I'm like, I am funnier than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then again, you know, there was also like great comedians. Like uh, Mark Little was there at the time. The whole Picking Face crew was there at the time. Nikki Payne yeah. was there. It was really cool to watch. But, um... That's where I first, like, really, you know, wanted to get on stage. And, uh, yeah, I didn't start comedy until I moved to Victoria. Okay, and then, so, when you moved to Victoria, Ratfish was a thing. Ratfish was most certainly a thing. Yeah, Yeah. and were there other things that you were able to start at in Victoria? No. For the first few months, I just did Ratfish. Okay. Every, yeah, every Thursday or whatever that was. Oh, yeah, it was on Thursdays. And it was, the stage was at a different place in that room. Yeah, and when did you start? Um, well, I started in April this year. April, okay. I think the stage 
switched in January or February, so you just yeah. missed, missed it? Yeah I, yeah, I never saw the stage in its old place, but people were all, like, referencing it. I'm like, oh, right. okay, that's interesting, that's a, I that's a deep cut <laughs> reference, yeah. Uh, it looks way better now. It really does. There's a curtain now. Yeah. There was just, like, this brick wall before, which okay. is kind of more of a classic comedy yeah, thing. But comedy, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I started there, and uh, I did that for a while, and here I am at the Fernwood Inn. Yeah, but at so so at some point though you were like, can I get involved or you were you wanted with, to with Ratfish yeah. specifically? Um, I guess that happened when we started the Monday mic, which would have been April, May, June. Oh, okay, so that's just recent. Yeah. That's just recently. Um, Mark Robertson had asked Justine Drummond and I to uh, put on the show because he wants to expand. Rightfully so. It's a great brand. It's a great name. It's a great everything. Like yeah. it'd be really cool to see Ratfish in different cities. I think. Oh yeah, that'd sure. be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the, the name—I mean, when I first heard about Ratfish, I was almost like, "That can't be a thing." Like, no one would name something that gross. No one would be like, "Oh, it's yes. disgusting." <laughs> yeah. Um, but I looked up Ratfish. Like, I googled Ratfish on Wikipedia. And I was right. Like, okay, it's just a fish. It's just a fish. Yeah. Yeah, most certainly. Um, definitely a nickname for a lot of people back home. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Did it, is that a Nova Scotia thing? As far as I know? Yeah, I've heard a guy... I've heard him call, been called Ratfish once or twice. Okay. Just like a guy in, like, trunks. Like, just like a... Like a fishing trunks. You know, Ratfish. Okay. Um, so that started in April or May, the Monday mic, because Mark had asked us. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty cool to be asked, I guess. Uh, and now it's on Monday and Thursday, and... Again, we're at the Fernwood Inn, just loving life. They have a little stage here. I was, yeah, we kind of talked yeah, about that. We talked about it before the podcast. Um, yeah, I was wondering. I don't think anybody does comedy here, but I don't. I, I don't think anyone has done comedy here, but I, I do know there's an open mic where people play like you know freewheeling or whatever, like music open mic, wagon wheels, yeah. And I think it'd be great to crash sometime. Because we had crashed Logan's Pub. Have you ever done that? I haven't done Logan's Pub, no. Okay, Logan's Pub used to have Monday night open mic, right? Yeah. Just shit people playing shit songs. Um, and we, we went there a couple times to do comedy. Just like a barren room, right? Just like... Those are room, those rooms are great because you you're spinning in the face of, of law. You know, like, no one's there to see you. They're there to see their buddy play, you know, Yeah. Tom Petty. So it was really cool. Um, we should do the same here. We should really bring a crew here and just, like... Just light the place on fire. Yeah. Um, do you, I wanted to bring up uh, Copper Owl. Yeah. How was that? Like, that's another open mic that's mixed. That is. So, um, uh, I did that one time. How'd that go for you? Um, well, the same as my most of my open mics, like a bit of laughter, because, I don't know, I'm still finding it and stuff. I mean, that was must have been a couple months ago now. A couple so months ago now. That's um, the rabbit hole, I believe, is what they call yeah, that. that's right, yeah. Uh, I've come to learn the rabbit hole is a trigger word for me now. That was the worst thing ever. Um, I go up there, tell, tell what I think are jokes. Yeah. To, to a room full of university students who I would assume would be interested in laughing at said jokes. <laughs> no, they're there for poetry. And uh, I went up there as Hanok went up. Okay. He did yeah. very well. Oh, yeah. Uh, did he use one of my jokes and do very well on that joke? Yes. We'll get into that. Okay. Uh, he's great. He's actually one of my favorites. Hanok? Yeah. Well, shout out to Hanok. He, he yeah. is like... Seeing that guy grow is really cool. 
Because oh, yeah. off stage he's so charming and, and really, he really is. funny. And I think like for a while there he couldn't bring it on stage. But oh, now it's yeah. going on stage more yeah. and more. And he's he's becoming one of my favorites. I, I love that I fucking like guy. his crowd work. That's what I'll that's say. That's the thing, man. But it's he needs to dig into that a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Because that, that's where he shines. Mm-hmm. Um, Hanok is great. And then uh, Steve McMath went up and did really well. He's another really hilarious guy. Yeah. Um, and then I went up, you know, thinking, and with a bang, you know, fucking Evan Mumford comes up and just crushes, right? Just, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah. I go up there and say I'm a Russian housewife or whatever, and I go up there and there's nothing. There's just absolutely nothing. Okay, I'll tell you why Russian housewife doesn't work. It's because they can't see you. Because that stage is ridiculous. That stage is ridiculous. It's like a dip. It's not a stage. It's yeah. like a yeah, whatever it's it like is. A dungeon yeah. and whatever. I, I this, the set was horseshit. It was silent or whatever. Okay. It happens. Yeah. I go off stage. Uh, we're about to leave to go to the Strath open mic and double dip. And uh, before we left, the guy after us was a poet with a scarf, and he 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 roasted me like he he straight up made fun of me for like a minute. And like I'm not, I don't know. It was just. It was humiliation because I couldn't talk back. I just had to sit there like a polite gentleman. I'm not going to heckle the guy. Oh, yeah. So all I could do was, as I was leaving, I went up to him. I said, hey, man, that was really funny. Then as I walked away, I said, no, it wasn't. <laughs> then I just, uh, that's the best I could do. Cause I'm, a, I'm a shell of a human being, let alone a man. Yeah. Um, I, I love your sense of humor, though, um, because... You can you are able to say things that aren't I don't know aren't funny. Okay, I'll tell you this one one thing that happened that I remember from a while ago. It, one of my early appearances, like at right. Ratfish, there was another guy. I think he was brand new. He had never been there before. He I haven't seen him since. Okay. And he did some. He copied something that he saw on YouTube. Like okay. A, like somebody was trying to do a really bad Chinese accent. Right. And they're ordering. I think they were doing a prank call or something. They were okay. Ordering Chinese food. Yeah. And like, and he said, or it wasn't him actually that said something racist. I mean, the whole the routine was basically racist. I'm sure it was. Yeah. <laughs> but then somebody followed him, and I think it was Daniel Belkin, and he tried to do this like fake Chinese, like Ching Chong, mm-hmm. ding, ding Dong, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, Stephen Colbert just does it. Um, but like, but Daniel got nothing. Yeah. From that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like. That didn't did not work, mm-hmm. but then but then you went up and then you you did something like that. Okay. Oh, I'm getting this backwards. Sorry, I'm getting because I think you did it before Daniel. Is what happened. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Because you you said like oh I'm let me go into my racist material. Too. Right, 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 right. And you got a huge laugh from it. Yeah, like it totally worked. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It hit the room and they just they liked it. I vaguely recall that. But yeah, I think it was either Daniel went before you. Or I think he followed you and tried to do tried the to do same the same thing. thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a few things there. Like I guess yeah, the the joke is over by that point. I guess yeah. It's you know. Done. I mean, you. Also, I think I, I a bit of a cheat code being a fat guy, like a fat. I'm not I- intimidating on stage, mm, so yeah. I feel like I, Daniel's a nice looking man. Like I, mm. I feel like I could get away with more than he could. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I fully admit that, dude. Um, that's the main reason I haven't lost any weight. Like you know, every day I look at those dumbbells. I'm like, sure. I gotta still be funny. So I don't, I don't do that. You know. Okay. Well. Yeah. You, you saw, you saw how I ate that rye bread. Was that rye bread? Whatever what that was. Little pecans oh, in there. Yeah, like uh, apricots. apricots. Apricots bread. See how fast I ate that. Uh, come on down to the Fernwood, people, where you can get apri- apricot bread. Exactly. You can eat it very quickly, like Evan Mumford, to be funny. That's the only reason I eat, I eat man. Otherwise, I could look like I could look like uh, Steve McMath in a second if I wanted to. If I wanted to. 
I don't know if Stephen Vath if I go to for handsome. I mean, he's more handsome than... Yeah, okay. I guess, uh, well, skinny, I guess, is what you're saying. In shape, I guess. In shape, yeah. Um, yeah. I used to... Well, I volunteered at a senior's home. Yeah. This is my clientele right here. Oh, yeah. They can, they can smell it on me, too. <laughs> yeah, they can smell that you're a... Uh, what, the, the old perfume... <laughs> Old perfume. They know I respect veterans just by the way I dress. Yeah. I'm not showing off too much skin. They appreciate that. Yeah. Look, they're crushing it right now. They're laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. Why aren't we having fun? Aren't we? I'm having fun. We look like they're grandchildren that we're not allowed to sit with them. You guys sit at the end. Get your Coke and Pepsis and just leave us alone. Let's talk about real world shit. After church, having a, having a fun time. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you went to church? Because you grew up in a church, didn't I you? I did, yeah. I grew, okay, yeah. Now we're interviewing me. But yeah, uh, I, I think it was the last Christmas. Because I'm staying with my family now, uh, like my parents, um, for a, a little while. I used to live down here in Fernwood, but I'm staying with them. So I, I went to church with them last Christmas. And I, I remember I said some offhand comment when I got back. Somebody was... Somebody who'd stayed home, like, because there's a bunch of people in the house, right? And so somebody at the, like, one of my brothers and sisters, can't remember who it was, was like, how was the, the service? And I was like, eh, it sucked. <laughs> like, in front of my dad. And then I haven't been invited back to church since. Was that the first time you kind of opened up about uh, how you felt about it? Well, no. I mean, okay. we've had conversations before. That's um, really interesting. Yeah, about... Because that, that's, that's, a, that's a distinct break. When you break away from the church... Mm, you know, yeah. it's it's a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, so, but yeah, I, I I haven't believed since I don't know, like five years. But okay, yeah, like I haven't I haven't been actively wanting to go to church since yeah since that. Um, but yeah, I go with my family. Like okay, when there's, when there's something, yeah. Uh, I believed right up until we walked into the Fernwood Inn. I walked in here. I look around. Some of these people look like they're photoshopped. Look like Shane Priestley photoshopped hair on every single one of these people. I'm like, God does not exist. Uh, is, is Shane the one who does all that photoshopping? Shane is the photoshopper, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's distinctly Shane Priestley, too. Yeah. You can smell it. It just smells like... Every photo he photoshops smells like menthol cigarettes and regret. Mm. Is Shane a smoker? You're a smoker. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that, that's like the Shane and I bond because we're just always smoking darts together and mm. through that I think is why we became such great friends because like I'm a new smoker like a, a couple of years ago really? yeah so it's a really unique social kind of ex- experiment because you know the more and more you step in with somebody like Shane and I we work together too so yep. you share cigarettes with somebody you, just, you, you go through so much conversation with somebody oh. and you really build a relationship more quickly okay then you die lonely and cold so your advice so far that we can take away from this podcast if nothing else yep. is eat a lot yep. and smoke yep uh, throw water balloons at children and then steal their multivitamins yeah at this point in the podcast Evan gets up from his chair and begins to interview various people around the Fernwood Inn so that's what you're about to hear just a second Excuse me, ma'am. We're just doing an interview here. <laughs> I just want to ask, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm very a bit giggly, but I'm I know we're looking. We're comedians, right? We're, we're we're looking beside our table. You guys are having so much fun. 
what what are you what are you guys up to? Everything. What you guys do today? Number one. Oh, you, ladies and gentlemen, I, sa- I said, what are you doing today? They said drugs. These are the funniest people I've ever met. We just met for lunch. You just met for lunch? Yeah. We, we all knew each other when we lived in Calgary. Oh, no. And we moved here a year and Sorry. The Calgary part, I'm sorry. It's okay, we're in the oil business. Okay, okay. Thank goodness. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I'm from Nova Scotia. You guys ever go to Nova Scotia? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. St. Margaret's Bay is beautiful. That's amazing. I'm really glad to see you guys. It was really nice to see you laugh and have fun. Because we are broken, miserable people. Just, just see joy is like the funnest thing on earth. You think so? Absolutely. How long have you lived here? One year. Oh, no, give it time. I haven't ate a lobster yet. Where are the lobsters? That's my question. I know. Okay. All right. I just wanted to let you guys know, have a great day. It's great to see you guys. All right. I think so. Okay, thank you very much. All right. See, this is the part where we, we suck up and then we steal their leftovers. <laughs> Look at that. He scrapes a green, t- green tea. Little Eggs Benedict wasn't finished. Well, buddy couldn't finish his Eggs Benedict. Oh, that, that, was, that was great. He's got heartburn. Yeah, that was great. All right. What else can we talk about? Uh, you got dumped. Jesus Christ. Okay, Charlie Rose, let's back... Let's, uh, Larry King, where are your suspenders, man? Let's back down a second. I got dumped. Um, uh, so I was eating these multivitamins. I was throwing water balloons at kids. I'm the master of like just, 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 just diverting away from real conversation. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Oh, I'm fine talking about it, Josh. It just sucks when our waitress is my girlfriend. Is <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be hilarious That would, yeah um, Right So did she come with you to BC from No, no, no she, she had lived here for a year um, okay. And like, I, 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 I knew nothing about Victoria So uh, she, sat, she said it sounded great And like, she really loved, loved it out here So mm-hmm. I followed her out She was here for a year, then I, then I flew out Okay Yeah did you when you came here? Did you uh, have to start looking for a job and all that? Stuff? Yeah, of course. I started okay. fresh, man. No friends. No friends. No um, two weeks since I, as soon as I moved here, two weeks later I went to Ratfish. So within those two weeks, I wrote some jokes or whatever. Yeah. Um. Now here I am, sweating. Do you know how many layers I have on right now? Take a guess. Um, <laughs> two. Well, it's you wouldn't ask if it was two, so I'll say four. Three. Three, Josh, on a sunny day. Yeah, well, it's it is November. Yeah, um, we've had some some bad weather in the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. We cleared up today. You grew up strictly on the west coast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell when you say you've had bad weather. This is like, oh, this is amazing, dude. Tropical. <laughs> I don't know. I lived in Prince George for ten years. Okay. So it's not really coast. I mean, it's colder than here, but. Yeah, I one time I almost froze to death, but only once, and that, I didn't. Actually. That seems like a story we could elaborate on. Hmm. I guess so. I mean, it, I think it comes down to I forgot my coat and I was waiting for the bus. Yep. And the buses were coming every hour, so I wasn't sure if I was going to last until the bus came. So that's about. That's that interesting. Story. Have you ever drowned to the point of like you give in? Oh no! It's really really fascinating. I um 
I was I had a bully who uh, tried to drown me once. Really? And uh, I stopped giving. I stopped pushing back, and I gave in, and just kind of like fell to the bottom of the pool. And like I, that's a moment of ecstasy I'll never get back. It was really interesting. It's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. So uh, who's to say? I mean, if you want to drown me tonight, you're welcome to. Now that yeah, now that you don't have a girlfriend, the only things you have to live for is ratfish. That's and so sad. Other shows. That's so sad. That's so sad, Josh. How could you do this to me? You bring me to this place. I'm gonna flip this table, Josh. We have to um, we have to delve to the depths and then come back like a story circle. You wanna get real? Let's get real. I'll, I'll get real if you want to. What do you have in mind? What do you have in mind? Um. Oh God, what's what's your relationship right now? Are you single? I'm single. Yeah. How do you like that? Do you like that? Um, it's not bad. Yeah, but. I'll tell you right now, it's a lonely universe. And just to be walking through the, the tunnels of the scorched earth alone is such a sad reality. And mm. I don't know if I can do it. It's really weird. Huh. It's, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm only a couple days in. Just the fact that I'm really alone is just a very interesting premise to me. Because I, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm 25. Okay. And I, I have, I've had a girlfriend since I was like 15 probably. Like a throat in total. You know, I've had like breaks, but... So it's very, uh, very interesting. And but you don't like. I mean, you have friends that you can, and you can talk to, and you can look forward to seeing. And yeah, I have friends, but I don't, I don't like to bleed on people. Like even right now, I'm bleeding on you. Do you know what I mean by that? Like I don't like to. No, that's great. I like it. But I don't like to bring people down with my shit. Okay. Fucking go on. I wake up. I read the news. Your 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 day's ruined already by other people's shit. That's true. I don't want to be another bearer of bad news. Okay. So I want to be like the the clown at all times, which is fundamentally the most awful way to live. Could be, yeah. Uh, I mean, we need clowns. We need what we need is people who are in the same or or also suffering alongside us. Right. And that we see, oh yeah, you're suffering, but for some for some unknown reason, you're like still laughing. You're still laughing, but that poor jester who entertains the <laughs> king and queen. What's he doing when he gets back home? What's he doing? Is he talking to ro- talking to rocks in a funny <laughs> voice? No, he's scratching at his eyeballs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking you were saying is he talking to rocks like he's crazy, like he thinks they're gonna talk back? Oh, he's a lunatic. Yeah. Um, oh, that'd be that's a really good movie, right? The Jester. Like, is that a thing? Uh, I don't think I've seen The Jester. No, but th- that should oh, be like a that should be a movie. Yeah, that, like, that's not a movie. I don't. And, and Woody <laughs> Allen, uh, what Woody Allen movie was that? Um, the Russian one. Uh, fuck, Love and Peace or something. What's it called? I don't. It doesn't matter. But he he did a, a vignette in that where he was a jester. It's really funny. Do you like Woody Allen at all? Um, yeah, I mean, I I'm not like not that familiar, but everything mm-hmm. I've seen, I like. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll tell you right now. I went through a massive Woody Allen phase. Okay. Uh, this is pre. You know, when shit hit the fan, uh, people knew of it. I just didn't know about it because I didn't. You know about the story, right? Like with his oh yeah stepdaughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is when a lot of that stuff came out, and um, I was like first year university. I was trying to be intelligent, so like I I really got into Woody Allen. I I watched all of his movies. I listened to his comedy. He yeah. was he was great, man. Um, and then of course, it turns out he's a monster. So I, I step back. I don't like yeah, it anymore. Alleged monster. Alleged to the point of, it's real. It's oh. just, it's just, 
it screams guilt. Everything I've read, okay. Um, everything I've read, it, it, he, he's not a good man. Hmm. But you know, it is what it is. Good. Like right now, who's your favorite stand-up comedian that's performing? Um, hmm. <laughs> I think I think I still like Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard, really? I liked him for a few years. That's cool. And you're like, um, you do improv. Yeah, and Eddie Izzard's kind of like he's such a performance guy. Yeah, characters and stuff. And do, do you really you you like that a lot, eh? Uh, yeah. In a, in a performer, you you like performance over jokes sometimes, maybe. I I I guess so. Yeah, I haven't, sometimes I haven't thought of that too much. <laughs> like yeah. what 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 mix I like, but I think like yeah. do you do you like Hedberg or Seinfeld with the performances? Well, I mean, I do. Yeah. 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 But you're saying they're more they just tell jokes. Right. So in your comedians you would prefer a bit more of a theatrical hmm. spin? Yeah, yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Okay. I mean Because uh, I didn't yeah, I didn't get into stand up for necessarily for the jokes. I saw it as another uh, avenue. Of for course, yes. Expressing myself. Were you, were you like a drama kid in high school? Or? Uh, well, I did take some drama. I was in musical theater, yeah. Yeah, okay. But I, I wasn't. I never had a main part. Mm-hmm. I was always like, garçon, bring us our wine. Oui, madame. That was my line. My one line. <laughs> you were the door guy in the theater place too. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, do you want to talk about that? Being the door guy at Ratfish? Uh, sure. N- number one, I'll start off right off the bat. You're great. Okay. Here's oh, here's when I here's when I first noticed you were great. Okay. All of us slubs, like you know, people walk in, the place is crowded. We don't even look around to see if there's chairs for people to sit down on because we're pieces of shit. Mm, I noticed yeah. you one day. You were picking up chairs. You were seating people. Oh yeah. It was very yeah. nice to see, and like it's really cool that you're doing that. Oh good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm. Uh, I guess I do that because I want. Yeah, people, I people want to be comfortable. To yes. I want people to like it and have a good exactly. show. Exactly. I know. Yeah. I know. And the, yeah, yeah, when you're in, when you're at the door, you're the first face they see. So you're the first face they see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <coughs> you should print out like a cardboard cutout of your face. Just put it at every coffee shop in town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's sales would just boost by. I think it would. I think it would. Have you thought about like guerrilla marketing for your <laughs> podcast? I no, well, not too much, but dude, yeah. you should do some really cool stuff. Okay. Just go like whale watching. Yeah. Like 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 shoot a. Shoot a whale with like a like a like a gun, then kill the whale. Okay, yeah. And then uh, like like gut the whale. Yeah, okay. And uh, with you so far, just do that. And then when you get in trouble, you just say, "Oh, sorry, I was doing it for my podcast, Space Boot One or Space Gun One or whatever." Space, <laughs> space Boat One. Space Boat One. And then it's like, "Oh, this guy's a lunatic. Let's check out his podcast, see where it started." <laughs> it. And you're fucking famous, man. Huh. You gotta do shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like John Wayne Gacy, the only reason he killed all those children was, was to promote this clown business. You know, people are like, oh, this guy was an amazing clown. Sure, he had to do all this other shit to, to recognize his clownistry. Is clownistry a word? Oh, well, I think it's called clowning. Clowning. That's not as fun. No, it's not. Well, you'd think clowns of all professions, they would come up with the funnest name. Or there are. Dude, I think clowns are the most tragic fucking people on earth. Yeah. Yeah. But clowning is a different thing from comedy, right? There's Without question. Uh, skill sets, I guess. Exactly. Uh, I've never really been able to figure out what... It, clowns do physical stuff, but it's not mime. Right. So they, there's a bit of slapstick in clowning. It's certainly more slapstick. 
the, the main difference is comedians were neglected or possibly abused by their parents. Yeah. Clowns were raised by wildebeest. They did not have parents. <laughs> that is the main difference. <laughs> if you if you see a clown and you you ask where are your parents, their parents aren't going to be real estate agents. Their parents are living in a brick wall somewhere. Somewhere. Like, like the bricks. The parents of bricks. <laughs> you asked me to come on this fucking thing, Josh. I know, I did. You no, have, this is good. I, are you regretful right now? Actually, um, so you, how do you, um, how do you approach writing jokes? It's it's a constant struggle, man. Constant struggle. Um, because I'm still I'm a year and change in, I guess. A okay. year, year and like a couple months in. All right. And I'm still really struggling to find my voice. Mm-hmm. I, and that's something I really appreciate in a comedian. Because even if they do poorly, and if they're true to their voice, I, I love it. I yeah, really do. Yeah. And like, Hanok is one of those guys, I think. Um, or Chelsea Lou Uphoff. It's, they have this voice. Even if they don't do well, it's still f- remarkable to watch them perform. Because it's, they have something they're tapping into that they know is true to themselves. And I, I'm trying to do that, too. So when it comes to joke writing, man, I just... I, I procrastinate so much. I say mm-hmm. I'm going to sit down and write a joke, but I'm on yeah. my fucking MacBook, and you, you, the whole world is accessible to you. So I end up looking up Wikipedia pages article on fucking Clint Eastwood while I'm trying to write jokes. And so then I take out a, pa- a pen and paper and try to write jokes. So I do this, yep. and then I have a panic attack because I open my notebook and there's nothing there. <laughs> so it's endless cycle. Um, I really struggle. What do you do? Maybe I need some advice. What do I do for a joke? Yes, what do you do when you write a joke? Well... I, I never I can't sit down and write a fresh joke on a you know blank piece of paper or a blank screen or whatever mm-hmm. like I, I that's not I've tried that and it, nothing comes out mm-hmm. so I basically I have to bring my notebook with me okay like where I'm going and if something funny strikes me then I got to write that down if something funny strikes that. you I mean and then I write the kernel of it down and okay. then later on I can work on that like let's say I, I look around the room I see um I don't know uh. I see a uh, what's that? Is that a sailor? I see a sailor. So I write the topic sailor, <laughs> and then what do you do? There's a real sailor in the room with us right now. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? <laughs> He's made of salt. So then, what do you do? Do you just write sailors are funny because they ride boats all day? Um, hmm. Yeah, I need something more than just the sailor is funny. But uh, if something, you want to write a joke right now on your podcast? Let's write a joke. I don't know about sailors. Uh, okay, so yeah, there has to be something. There has to be some contradiction. Okay. Like sailors, they like to be a, away from their families and miss uh, something about getting away from their family. Okay. And, um, go away for years at a time, bring booty. Woman in every city, woman in every port. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching a joke being written right in front of your eyes. Keep going, Josh. This is amazing. It's like Robin Williams in his prime. Keep going. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, so... Sailors? Going away from their family? That's funny. Okay, yeah. Um, hmm... Little kid, they have they have a kid in every city. Too. They certainly do. I mean, the kids grow up to be sailors. Oh, also. bro, sailors fuck. Let me tell you right off the bat. <laughs> and they they didn't have birth control back in the day. I mean, you talk like I sailors are past tense. I guess sailors barely use birth control nowadays. Oh, there you go, there you go. Um. <coughs> I'm watching it all unfold in front of me. 
And then there's the gay sailors. Oh, okay. This is where it gets a little. Uh, let's get a tumbler in the corner there. Let's see that guy's glasses. He's going to write about this. <laughs> what do you got to say about gay sailors? I mean, uh, where do they go to get away from it at all? Like, get away from the, like, mm-hmm. they're around mm-hmm. somebody to fuck all the time. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no getting away from, you know, from the girlfriend, because the girlfriend is Jimmy down the, on the deck. Ladies and gentlemen, are you hearing this? I mean, this is next level. Uh, gay sailors. I mean, this. I'm going to steal all these jokes. I'm going to tell them tomorrow. On Redfish. Um, what about sailors who are attracted to um, fucking planks? Pl- what planks? planks of planks of wood? Planks? Oh boy, that's a tough one. Yeah, there's like his yeah the sailors. He's got to be free. Yeah, but you can't be free if you're always tied down. There's always a plank. I bet you 95% of glory holes have sailors' dicks in them right now. <laughs> that might be the funniest thing that's ever been said on any podcast ever. Take note. I'll take that out and put it right at the front. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a little teaser of what they're All right, what's, what's the f- your favorite joke that you've written that you feel is like your best joke? Oh, wow. Uh, well, I mean, I think my best response to the joke is the one where I, I say, I can't suck my own dick. I can't and, suck my own dick. And, uh, what I can't do, and then I go into a little, like, if I pull on my dick until right. it just starts to hurt, and then lean all the way forward until it just starts to hurt. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'll pass out. That's fun. That's a fun yeah. bit. Okay. Yeah. I, that works the best. Do you like dirty stuff? I do, yeah. Okay. I don't, yeah, I, I'm hesitant sometimes to... to get too dirty because I'm thinking oh you know comedy's got to be saleable for corporate or well, family there's different avenues I mean there's dirty guys who are just as saleable like it's a niche yeah. itself right yeah um, I can't do dirty like I, I tried to write a joke about fucking pocket pussies yeah I, I thought it was funny I think if you if you go to a guy's house and he has a bunch of pocket pussies looks like he has a shrine to melted candles I think that is hilarious do crowds like it no they want to hear me talk about being a vegetarian and being fat this is my struggle, huh. all right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. You, I've noticed, though, you... Well, I was going to say you take risks on stage, but are those risks or are those just the best you've got? Uh, a bit of a mental breakdown mixed with risk. Yeah. Because you will sometimes tell, like, the dumbest jokes. Sure. Um, and, but... Is like, that the best I have? No. It's, it's, it's uh, me yeah, trying I, to find a voice. I'm, okay. Yeah. It really is. Cause I, yeah. Because I just... I can't... I don't know what to do. Huh. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, now, how long does this make it for? Like, how long have you been doing comedy then? I started June 19th, 2014. We're now okay. in November 2015. So, I guess a year and a half. Okay. At this yeah. point, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Um, it went by quickly. It went by very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it, man. I love everyone in stand-up. I, I like the camaraderie I like uh, very interesting personalities I'm attracted to sadness mm-hmm. sadness mask sadness I really like people who pretend to be happy because I relate to that uh-huh. um, I like joke writing even though I'm not good at it I I don't know I love it I love everything yeah and uh, and you do a little bit of like you are good at interacting with the crowd like you were just now doing crowd work mm-hmm. did that take time to I mean, you're still, I mean, you, you're still developing that. But Mo- like most definitely. Like, I, I don't see myself... Like, I see myself so much better in, in another year. It just, this is such a beginning, archaic point okay. for what I hope to become. Um, yeah. 
But dude, certainly crowd stuff. I didn't start that until like probably since you started coming around. Okay. Yeah. Um, very oddly nervous on stage. Like uh, not anymore as much, but because I played music for so long. All right. Yeah. Um, but it's so drastically different when you're up there in your own head. And yeah. I, fa- I found it hard to like just kind of break away from the script because you write these jokes, right? They take so much time to write, and you want to deliver them properly. So you don't break away. Then only recently I just said, "Fuck it, let's just try to have fun and like work hone the craft on stage mm-hmm. instead of on a piece of paper." So I, I don't know. That's where I'm at right now. All right. Um, and you have that joke that you do about being an improv guy. Sure, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, well, I don't know which direction I kind of want to go into. Ever, if you've ever tried improv, I haven't. Um, my favorite comedians are also improvisers. Okay, yeah. Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, the greatest improviser, also one of the greatest stand-ups. Um, Andy Daly, another guy. Do you know Andy Daly? Um, I don't. I, no, I okay. mean not. Not off. Yeah. Another improv guy. Um, really cool stuff. Uh, to to me, it's just like when I played music in high school. I played in a punk band, and I'd see like the improv people at high school, or like they're they're just so separate from what I'm into. Their lives are so different than mine. Oh, yeah. Like, even the scene here, like, I love... Like, Daniel Belkin, I really like that guy. Yeah. Just the improv scene here, it just doesn't interest me. Because it just seems so disconnected from where I'm at. Okay. As funny as it is, and I'm sure it's hilarious, I just don't feel like I could connect with any of those people. Because they're not my people. Does that make sense to you? Well, I I mean, I understand it. Like, I I love improv. When it's done well, I love it. I just don't feel like I could connect with anybody there. Okay, well, I mean, you could because improv is supposed to be like they're all working to make a connection with you. Exactly, right? yeah. So I think it would happen, at least the better, you would connect with the better improvisers because they, they're they good at connecting with you. Yeah. Uh, so that would work. But um, I, I don't know how good all of the improvisers are. I mean, I just don't see the point of like some improv. I, I like the I like improv when it's done just like you're riffing on stage, you're being spontaneous. But like scene work and stuff, mm-hmm. I just don't see the appeal of. I don't see the end goal. Okay. Well, it, I mean, it seems to be easy laughs for me. Like what what well, what I are you getting from it? Um. Well, I mean, I can tell you what. Uh, like I learned from from Dave. And by the way, Dave when he, Dave is uh really funny. I liked him. The first time the only time I've ever seen him was at Ratfish. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was really cool. Like I I don't mean to dismiss any of it, dude. I just we're having a conversation. <laughs> You're not being offended, are you? No, no. Ladies and gentlemen, it's like that scene in yeah. Star Wars, Han Solo and Greedo. He's got that gun out. <laughs> Who's gonna shoot first? Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because we are in the bar. Um, no, what I learned from Dave was that. Um, it wasn't even a. It's not necessarily about laughter. It's mm-hmm. more like, or he approaches it more like theater. More like more like theater. Okay. Um, so it's not even necessarily for comedy's sake. It's mm-hmm. for telling a story, for connecting with the audience. And um, I know that in comics ears that can ring like, I don't know, or that doesn't that doesn't hit a comic's mind because they're all about the laughs. It's all about the laughs, or even being truthful. Uh-huh. But then I think about, like, some of my favorite comedians are absurdist, and they don't tell stories about themselves. So it's not about... I don't... I just don't know what it is. I think it's, like, a thing with me, because I grew up in this town where there's these band students and, like, improv people 
who were rich kids and just so elitist and entitled. Oh, yeah. And I was down in the fucking slums, and I would just see them having so much fun. Yeah. And I'm just, like, struggling to wake up in the morning, and they get up on stage and talk about bananas for five minutes, and they crush. And I'm in the corner <laughs> with my friend talking about our Neopets accounts, so we can't afford <laughs> Tamagotchis. That's just what I was, you know. So, you, well... Did, did you feel like excluded? Like you, you kind of, you didn't know how to get in. Probably, that group too, probably, dude. Even now, like I, I feel like a lot of those people, I just wouldn't, they wouldn't like me. Like that's just to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. That's why with stand-ups, I feel like I, I there's a certain connection already. Well, I can tell you, like the reason I do stand-up more than improv. Right. I do a little bit. Like I took the improv classes. Yep. And I, I go out to some improv events. But the reason I do stand-up more than improv is because stand-up has the open mic. Yep. And it's because stand-up is like, no, just bring yourself. You mm-hmm. don't have to worry about, you know, bringing a troupe or, or right. organizing right. a group of people or anything like that. It's just, you know, show up, go up. Yeah, exactly. Um, and improv, well, the other, what happens with improv, too, is that you might have, like, a group of ten improvisers who mm-hmm. are sort of putting on a show and off stage and uh, it's weird because like one person might sort of take the center for that evening mm-hmm. and they say well it mixes up it's back and forth like sometimes a different person but you know another person might go on for like one scene and mm-hmm. be like hey I'm this, this guy yeah right like I'm this character right. and then leave and then that's their evening and I don't know how they structure like pay and stuff at, at this point nobody's getting paid for improv and I don't think but no so I don't know how it would work as you graduate to higher levels and stuff. Like you were only on stage for like a minute, a but minute. you get the same amount exactly. as everyone else. Um, that is a cool relief, though. I, I appreciate that about improv. To go up there with nothing, yeah, and, and create a scene or create a joke. It's really cool. And I bet the improv classes you took were very helpful for your stand-up. I think. I, I yeah, I think so. Because you're aware of your surroundings, right? Yeah. And I would like to take an improv class if it was free, and if I didn't have to go take one. <laughs> yeah, didn't have to actually get up. And <laughs> exactly. You got Dave Morris's number. Tell him to text me some improv tips. Sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, uh, do you have other hobbies, like other stuff you like to do? I do, man. It's uh, since I've been here, like stand-up has encompassed so much of my world. Uh-huh. Uh huh. To so it's been the hobbies have really taken a sidestep. I used to uh, write a lot. Okay. Um, like and I stories. Or yeah. Okay. A movie script, actually. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna dare talk about that in the Fernwood Inn. We have to, we have to go across <laughs> the street to the Cornerstone Cafe. If we're gonna talk movie scripts. Yeah. Um, mostly, dude, it was it was music, right? Okay. Yeah. I just got a ten dollar check in the mail from songwriting royalties, Josh. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You're living the dream. Seriously, I bought a pack of smokes with that money. <laughs> um, it, music was huge for me, man. Like I just grew up with it. Uh, yeah. It meant so much to me growing up, and. Uh, I played in bands for so many years. Then eventually, kind of like stand-up, I wanted to do it by myself. So I, I got a drum machine. I programmed drum tracks. Yep. Then I recorded songs by myself. And that, that was so rewarding that I felt like stand-up was going to be similar because you, you create everything yourself. And yeah. every criticism and every compliment is all on you. So uh, that solo thing was called Jerk Damage. And it's been... I really like... It, it's, it's probably the thing I'm most proud of. Uh-huh. Honestly, some of those songs I'm really proud of. Is it available for people to download? Most certainly. Like 99 cents or whatever? You or can download everything for free, man. I wow. I don't even believe in buying music anymore. Just type in Jerk Damage in Google, find yeah. me. Uh, go through some old demos. There's some good stuff there, man. I believe it. And I'm proud of it. Uh, and stand-up, I hope to do something similar. I want to release an album. 
someday. Yeah. Oh, I. Yeah, that'd be good. Did, so, should I like? Do are do people know you? Like, do you have a following then? As a well, back home, like I'm known. Uh, sure, sure, of sorts. Yeah. Okay. I played in a few bands that were, you know, people knew. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. I played guitar and I played drums. Did you ever get laid from playing music? <laughs> Talking sex with Josh and Ev. All right, let's get into it. Um, more than I should have. Like, okay. n- well, not even. Like, I, I have a, I've had girlfriends, right? Yeah. Okay. Would I have got those girlfriends if I didn't play music? Probably not. I, I really don't think I would have. Hmm. I mean, look at me. Right? Just take one good fucking look at this guy. It's a podcast, so they can't. Uh, I don't know how. Oh, you they can. They can. They can sense the fucking desperation in my voice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a breakdown. Uh, I don't know. Yes, definitely. Okay. I, I would never have had a girlfriend if I didn't play music. That's a that's a fact. Um, but uh, comedy. We'll see how comedy treats me. Well, and yeah, now you're on the market though. So just just not even. No, not one bit. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm gonna be living in the sewer for the next couple months. Just collecting rat skulls and fucking them. I, no, I think it's going to be good for you. I think. Honestly, man, I just want to uh, lose weight, see what happens. I'm going to work on myself. Sure. Yeah. Start start taking anxiety medication again. So. <laughs> Did you stop taking your anxiety? I couldn't afford it, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah, I had to sell my guitar. Things are really desperate there for a minute. Oh yeah. I had to. I started taking anxiety medication for a couple months. It was going fine. Then I couldn't afford it, so I stopped taking them. And for a long time there, it was, it was pretty bad, and I started taking them again, and I think it's helping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you an anxious guy? What's your deal? I, I am not. I, I have suffered from, I guess I still have depression. Sure. I don't, I don't take any medication for it, but I, did, I was for a while. That's a, that's a hard one to kick, man. Depression. Yeah. yeah. I think mine's cyclical. I'm depressed because I'm so anxious. You okay. know what I mean? It kind of hits a tipping point. Yeah. Um, what do you do for your depression now? Um, just sort of, I don't know, think about it. I guess it, it's... You just think and, and, and <laughs> stew? <laughs> stew on it. Doctor's yeah. orders? I mean, I think I, g- I get out, like, I mean, I get out to things like comedy is, is oh. one thing. is just being out around people. Well, that's interesting you say that. Do you find, even if you're not doing anything, if you, even if I'm just sitting alone, being in a room full of people, does that do something for you? Does that make you yeah. feel something? Yeah, it does. I agree. Like I don't even like to talk to people, honestly. Like a lot of the time, yeah. I'm tired all the time, and I'm sick of my fucking voice. I, but I like, uh, I like just being in a room full of people sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me too. And just yeah, go to a coffee shop or a bar. Or yeah. Exactly. Do you do you do joke writing in public places? Um. Not really. No. I might start doing that. That's what it's Shane Priestley does. Oh yeah. I'm, I don't know if I'm giving away tips. <laughs> Right in public. Uh, that, that, that's something he told me. He goes to coffee shops and uh, writes jokes. Okay. Well, Shane Priestley tip. Talking tips with Josh and Ev. <laughs> All right, folks. We took a little intermission there. Uh, but, of course, for you, it's been no time. Unless I put, like, some commercials in there. I don't know. But Evan's still with me. Barely. Barely hanging on. Just just at the edge of um, sanity. Yeah. I mean, he just had to smoke, so he should be good for another... <laughs> Ten seconds. <laughs> um, Josh just told me he worked as a night watchman in an RV lot, which is the least surprising job, I imagine. <laughs> okay. You, so wait, you look at me and that guy watches RVs at night. Yes, not as a job, but just as like a <laughs> hobby. 
It was great, though. Like, um, the, there were some really expensive RVs there, like some of the, you know, top models. I yeah. mean, ranging down all the way down to cheap ones. Cool. But, like, I could sneak into the... Like, I had keys to all the RVs. Mm-hmm. Like, just to... Because we had to make sure there was no homeless people sleeping in them. Of course. But then... I could go ahead and have a nap on some of those nice, like, Dude, you beds. should you should have taken what you've learned from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and opened up all those RVs to homeless to people. To the homeless people. I should have, yeah. That's actually a genius idea. Now that I'm losing my brain, I might just start doing that, breaking into RV lots and opening them up to homeless people. Yeah. We have to do something for people. Back home, I mean, the problem of homelessness is not nearly as desperate as it is out here because mm-hmm. a lot of, like, Toronto, I know, at least sends a lot of homeless people to Victoria because the oh. winters are warmer. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Because they're so desperately cold back home, and it's bad here, man. And I feel like there's so much we could be doing. <laughs> yeah. But here we are at Fernwood Inn, talking about sailor dicks. Yeah. Well, we're here to... I mean, I mean, comedy is a, a, it's a job, or, like, you know, stand-up is, is a thing that people can do and, mm-hmm. and bring economic success to the country in some ways. I mean, we're contributing. Sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Brent Budd is notorious for helping out the homeless problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> regardless, it's very nice to have uh, company. Thanks for inviting me to your podcast. Yeah, well, thanks for being on. Oh, are you yeah, kidding me? Yeah, I, I love mean, it, dude. Yeah, it's going to blow up after this. This is the one. This is the one. we got a little special treat coming up. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit, though. Uh, do you want to discuss uh, comedy in Victoria a bit further, Josh? Uh, I absolutely do. I mean, I'm very interested in it um, for for various reasons. I mean, one, because in some ways it might help me succeed in my own Most path, definitely. Most my definitely. journey of life. But also I'm interested. I like the community. I like being a person who's helping our community advance yep. and become like more than it was mm-hmm. everything that it can be mm-hmm. so yeah I want to see Victoria like our comedy scene um, I'm really excited about it like I think I'm it's excited really about it I think things are happening yeah uh, you know we have you know Ratfish two times a week now yep which, which I mean sounds ridiculous but it is a step up yep uh, we've got the Is Felt kind of working on a few things the Mint okay. coming in January yep. uh, Yucks in spring yep which, which will be very interesting uh and uh, you know Keith Williams. I don't know if you know Keith, but he's he's, yeah. do, he's doing a lot at the VEC. Yeah, yeah. Right, trying to get us all on more burlesque shows. Uh, he's putting on more stand-up shows there now. Oh yeah. And of course, Aaron at Hecklers is doing doing what he's always done. So it's really cool. Uh yeah yeah um, yeah Hecklers is like a or Hecklers and Ratfish are like a. I don't know, like a heart or something, or like. I, a I think that's very yeah. fair to say. It's definitely the epicenter uh-huh. of Victoria comedy, and has been for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, we should talk about that actually. The the sixth anniversary Ratfish show. Yeah, yeah, we had that on. We had that on last Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, man, that was a blast. Like, that was really fun to watch. Oh yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and people, a lot of people, like everyone, brought up something that they first, or I don't know if everybody did, but most people most of the people on that show was like, oh, here's the first joke I told at Ratfish. Yeah, I know, I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think a lot of people did. Jason, Jason Lamb did a lot of his old jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool did. to see James host. Uh, you were, James was before your time, but you did you know Mark and James ran Ratfish together? I do now. You do now, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so when I first started, it was, it was Mark and James. Okay. Yeah, and James is great. He's really funny. Yeah, 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 he's good. Uh, and uh, who was making? Oh, Shane was making. Uh, there was somebody in the front row who had watched the door years before. Yeah, that was that was before my yeah. time. Yeah. And then, 
and then Shane was saying that he used to his girlfriend used to watch the door. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So I was like, and then I was watching the door. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. There's a lineage. Shane's about to date you, Josh. Watch out. <laughs> uh, better start smoking menthols now, is what um, I would suggest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's been really cool. Mark, uh, actually, Mark Robertson's another guy who I look up to. And as far as comedy goes, there's a guy who's like who has a voice uh-huh. that's different. Yeah. The way he kind of it's a British thing where he deconstructs jokes on stage. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's very interesting to watch because we don't really see it in our scene that much. Yeah, nobody else does it on stage. Yeah. On stage, certainly, yeah. So I, re- I really really like Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of voices, though, something that I that I skipped over a little while ago because I think we went off somewhere else. Um, but I was gonna say, I you you have this voice. Mm-hmm. If what you do is like things transmute for you on stage. Okay. Like a girlfriend turns into a bag of spiders. Okay. Or <laughs> and you did this earlier with this, the bricks, like parents being bricks. Right, right, right. And I don't see like I I was gonna say Eddie Izzard does that a little bit mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. A, a little bit of absurdist, like just. Uh, I don't know. Is that just your personality? You I think, think that's just my brain. Yeah. My brain has a lot of... Uh, the wires get crossed quite often. <laughs> and sometimes I would come home. My girlfriend would be a bag of spiders. <laughs> it's just the life I live, Josh. Um, but now, of course, I live with Steve McMath. Uh, and he is most literally a bag of spiders. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. After Radfish? Did you ever see that guy after Radfish? No. No. Well, I, I saw him at Cup Brown. Yeah, look in the corner of any room you're in. If there's a bag... Probably filled with spiders, and it's probably Steve McMath. <laughs> Guarantee it. Uh, great guy, though. Great guy. I love that guy. He put me up in his home. Mm. Yeah, you should come visit sometime. Okay, yeah, yeah. I will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, does that mean, like, is he at the, here in Fernwood, or is that no, are you at a, you're in a new place now? I'm at his place in James Bay. Okay. Which is a beautiful part of town. Yeah. Yeah. I like Fernwood. I, I actually love... I moved here knowing nothing about Victoria. I didn't know what Fernwood was. Mm. But I just I would walk around this 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 place and just you know everyone's so friendly. Uh, it felt it feels like a bubble, you know. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. At this point in the interview, an elderly lady approaches our table. Little bubble. Yeah. Oh, hello, ma'am. Uh, you guys, you can see. Where, where is the ladies walking? Oh, ma'am, I'll show you. Just give me a second here. Can I walk around with this, Josh? Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Follow me, ma'am. I know it was up here. This is this is a utility closet right here. No, that's the utility closet. We don't want to. We don't want to put you there. Follow me, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> Ladies' washroom coming up. Yeah. Have you Have you been in Victoria for many years? Yeah, not many. Years. Not many. Yeah. Okay, follow me. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing all right. I had a I had a good cod lunch. I love cod. Fresh. I'm from Nova Scotia. Oh, yeah. I'm from Sweden, and I used to eat fish three times a week. Three times a week? Mm-hmm. That's good for your brain. Omega-3 fatty oh, yeah, acids. That, that's why I look so good at age Ma'am, you look great. You really do. <laughs> We're going to get you to the washroom, okay? Just follow me. I know. There's so many steps everywhere. I struggle with them, too. Um, just give me a moment here. She should know. Oh, it's, excuse me, ma'am. Okay. Thank you. All right, coming back now, guys. We fixed the problem. She found the washroom. And she's going to coming back to the table. She's going to pee into the toilet, presumably, or her diaper. Who's to say? 
<laughs> she makes it. She's walking kind of slow. Dude, she's a lovely woman. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you got to meet my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> your your new girlfriend. Oh God, I'd be so lucky. She's from Sweden. She eats codfish three times a week. Oh wow. Dude, she looks great for 87. Yeah. Did you ask if she's taken? Or? Uh, well, she's taken by the Lord. <laughs> like she's gone tonight. <laughs> Um, this is the kind of fun we're having at Fernwood Inn. Uh, yeah. Talk to girlfriends with Josh and Ev. Thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in. Um, what do you think of uh, of uh, May December relationships? Say it again. <laughs> you said something very quickly. <laughs> then, 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 then there's a spark in your eyeballs that scared the <laughs> shit out of me. What did you say? What do you think of May December relationships? What does that mean? Like May, like May is a metaphor for early in life, and December is late in life. So. That's really interesting. I've never heard that before. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm all on board because yeah, well, I, I work with the elderly, and yeah. dude, their sex drives are still existing. Oh, cool! You'd be surprised. I'm glad. There's actually I've read a study on it. There's rampant disease. Um, like the, the spread of sexual transmitted diseases in senior homes mm-hmm. is a truly fascinating problem. Because huh. th- no one thinks of them as active beings, right? But they 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 yeah. probably fuck more than you or I do, and they really? uh, they're not protecting themselves. Because <laughs> number one, back in their day, they didn't do it at all. Right. But now it's like it's not even in their. Who cares if you have warts on your dick at ninety five? So they're fine. But very interesting. Ty- when you go home, can you do me a kindness? Can you type in? STIs in, in seniors' home? Yeah. You'll be shocked. Or are, you, are you saying me or the listeners? Both. <laughs> the listeners can do it right now while they're listening. They certainly can. I they're hope they're on doing their it. computer. Which they most definitely are. <laughs> or Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. What are we talking about? That was beautiful. Uh, we, should, we should mention what just happened. It was, we're, just, we're sitting in the dark, darkest corner of the Fernwood Inn. Like, everyone's afraid to even come near us. Our waitress <laughs> gave up on us ten years ago. <laughs> we're sitting beside a utility closet with like... Just wires and like uh, this is, may have been where Robin Williams last took his life. <laughs> I don't know what's happening in there, um, but she walked into the utility closet thinking it was the washroom. Yeah, you know, as a bit, we should have let her <laughs> just like die there, but I'm glad we rescued her. Well, you rescued her. I would. Yeah, you said back. You that really just shows your character, Josh. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, that shows that you are the kind of person who will go out of your way to help someone. Let's just say I'm I glad you looked after RVs and not elderly people. <laughs> Jesus. One other thing we talked about just was helping, making Victoria a welcoming place for newcomers. I think yeah. it really is. I think it is probably more than more, most cities. Uh-huh. Because we probably, to an extent, even coddled new comics, mm. but I'm always on the side of that than being harsh. Okay. Did you hear my conversation last week with Sam? I vaguely did. I um, I'm, I fell asleep a couple times. Okay. That's not... I'm, I'm very tired <laughs> these days. Well, somebody's falling asleep now to this, anyways. So. Of, well, of course. Um... So I missed a. I miss might have missed that. What, what was the conversation? Uh, well, he was saying that Victoria, we were too nice. But Sam Lee's also. I mean, we can uh, be upfront. He's a bit of a dick. I yeah, love that yeah. guy, and he's so yeah. funny. But he's not one to coddle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I am. Like I. I, I just mm. think like even if the comics are shitty, as long as they're coming out, and they're really trying, mm-hmm. I really think we should support them, as much as we can. We don't have to be best friends with everybody. Like, I don't want to be best friends with everybody, but yeah. I think if they're coming out, and, they're, and especially if they're bringing their friends, man, we just have to be nice yeah. and, and, and say, hey, good set, man. I try to pick out a joke that is, hey, I really like that joke. I think it's important to do yeah. that. 
And even if they're not that great, they're going to get better. If they, they're going to get better to come back, it's, yeah. it's going to get better. Especially if they're a weirdo on stage and like nothing lands because we're not used to it. Yeah, I think we should always support those people. Yeah, yeah. I feel a little bit. Uh, who did I talk to? Oh, Yevgeny. Do you remember him? Well, that's that guy's a bit different. And he, well, he came back to the green room and he was mm-hmm. being, I guess you know, gregarious. He was trying to talk to all of us. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. And I was being friendly with him. And then he was, he was getting a little bit like, Oh, what did you think? What did you think? Exactly. And then I, I shut him down. I said something like, well, you're not funny. Well, then and that's, that's fine. Flat out said Cause, that. Cause he, that's people like that are, they're, just, they're, they're crossing the line. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, he could get funny. I mean, if he worked at it, I mean, he could get funny. But he was just so aggressively aggro on stage, which oh, yeah. I find a turn off already. Mm. But he was just—he, I found him rude, and yeah, that's—I don't like that. Huh? Okay. So, but if a guy's girl's coming out and they're just doing their time and just being nice, like I, I think we should do everything we can to like support them. Okay. And, yeah. and and book them if possible and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I did, I did, you know, growing up in music too. There's always that. Weird rivalry. I can't say words. Doesn't matter. <laughs> there's a, there's this weird kind of encompassing cynicism around new people. When you when you start yeah. a new job, you're a new guy and, and you're you're treated poorly. Yeah. I just I've always hated that. Yeah. I always try to say hi to new people because I, it, it's a shitty feeling to be there alone. Like my first couple of ratfishes, most certainly I said the back, and it's just it's just nice to talk to people. Yeah. Who are scared and afraid as they should be. Uh, how long did it take then uh, for you to um, make friends at Radfish? Make friends at Radfish? Mm-hmm. Um, a little while. Like, not not that long, because I, I can make friends quickly because I'm a psychopath or whatever. Um, but it was guys like, um, you know, Shane and Darcy Collins. Like, they they took to me. And uh, Steve McMath was very nice. Yeah. Very friendly towards so me. Steve hadn't been doing it very long before you Steve around. started in March. I think so. Just a couple months before me. Okay. But even at that point, he was he was good, and I really liked him, and he he he, he was nice to me. So, um, well, this is interesting. Interesting. I don't know. As an aside, but mm-hmm. um, I I saw Shane's um like a YouTube video of Shane mm-hmm. early on in his performance, and he was he was good then. Like yeah. He was good probably. right from the start. Probably. Now, um, do you think people are like? Do you think there's a something to that of being good right from the beginning, or do you think some people it's just a different path for everyone? I think it's a different path for everybody. Uh, a guy like Shane or like Miles, like they're just so naturally funny and charming off stage. Yeah, it's going to it's going to translate on stage, even if the yeah. jokes aren't there. Like I haven't seen that video, but I'm sure the jokes weren't funny. Right. But he's so charming and, and funny. Like I, I yeah. bet it was great. And uh, but some guys like you'll meet some comedians who are, are an absolute bore off stage, but they go on stage and they light up the room. Hmm. Yeah. So and they probably have to work a lot harder on stage to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, okay. So getting out your phone. Is this the segment where we call? Yeah, it can be. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest phoning in. This is Darcy Collins, Victoria Homegrown hero. Let's see what he has to say, Josh. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Darcy Collins, Victoria Homeground Hero. Let's do it. <laughs> hey Darcy, yeah, it's Josh. Oh you're you're God. on you're on I'm recording you. Oh, excellent, cool. All your uh, all your listeners are here. Y- yeah. <laughs> I have one one listener. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just a beautiful Sunday, Josh. <laughs> just a really uh just a really amazing Sunday. Just got back from a really, really moving service. 
Uh, Pastor Ron really had some great things to say uh, just about, you know, where we're at in life and, and how you can can find love within yourself uh, through the teachings of, of the One Almighty. And, uh, you know, just, just really, uh, really just, you know, if you, if you give yourself up to the will of... Uh, of uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, you will have a river of pussy flowing like the river sticks. You know? <laughs> that, that, Ron really hammered that in. He was like, if you give yourself up to Jesus, he will throw badge at you like you won't even believe, like you won't be able to handle it. Is that the Seventh-day Adventist church? More <laughs> pussy than you can eat. No, 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 no. It's the uh, Unitarian church. Oh, okay. Yeah, Unitarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that leavened or unleavened? Leavened? Le- yeah. <laughs> leavened cracker or unleavened cracker? It was a leavened cracker. <laughs> she just snipped it in there. It was, it was great. Okay. Yeah, 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 it was good. You know, really, really the thing to take away from this is uh, is just, you know, uh, it's about the kids. You know, you gotta, you gotta really, uh, you gotta really support the children. Teach them, teach them things that you yourself did not learn, like how to eat a cracker out of a vagina. You know, things that really, uh, really help out. Well, God, this podcast sounds like a fucking gunk show. How awkward has it been so far? <laughs> Dude, I'm crushing it. I'm crushing it, Darcy. In so fact, uh, when did you realize you were uh, special? Darcy, <laughs> shut up. I'm the star of this show. Yeah, 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 Cutting you right. off, Darcy. Yeah, all right. Yeah. That was that was a, that was great. Thanks, Darcy. We'll talk soon, okay? Hey, thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Bye, bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Darcy Collins. Is uh, that the first phone-in that you had on the podcast? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done a phone-in before. How many first have we had today? Crowd work? Oh, wow. Well, I think you really... Yeah, I think you broke the podcast. This is it. I broke the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the internet's going to be ruined once we post this. What's happening this week? This week? Tonight, obviously, we'll be posted today, but tonight I'm doing the showdown at the VEC. Yep. Uh, Monday, tomorrow, Radfish, of course. Radfish on Monday. Uh, Tuesday night, I'm doing a show at Lucky Bar for some kind of competition. I don't know. I know nothing about it. I just said, yeah, stage time, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Tuesday night's Lucky Bar at 10 p.m. There's a bunch of comedians. Wednesday night, I'm doing Wing Night at Heckler's. Just me and Shane at the door, sitting people down, eat wings. Thursday night is Radfish, and I believe Friday, I'm doing a burlesque show at the VEC as well. So come on out, you know, support uh, Evan Mumford when he needs it most because he's about to fucking do something really sad. I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to go down, man. You got a, a high voice there? Yeah, that's a I'm really good at voices, Josh. Yeah, you, know, you never hear my voices on stage? Dude, did you hear my Christopher Walken? All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, we got to come out to a show to hear that? Or? Yeah, that, that's a special treat. <laughs> that's a special treat. It's just like Christopher Walken's in the room with you when I do it. No, who's this tall, ugly man in the room? Ah, it's walking. What do you yeah. what, what do you have coming up? You're obviously going to be there Monday. Yeah, 
<laughs> basically every <laughs> that's my <laughs> things to plug is Viet Ratfish. Goddamn right, man. Yeah, every it's, it's Monday. It's awesome. Last Monday was great. Sam, that was yeah. really fun, wasn't yeah, it? It was a good show. That was a yeah. great show. Yeah. Oh, and I, well, Shane said I could watch the door more often now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Apparently, I. Passed that test. You passed that test. Machine's hard. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. I like. Yeah, I'm excited about watching the door. Um, I yeah, I like helping out. I like being part of things. Yeah. Being needed. Yeah. So. Being needed is a great <laughs> feeling. It really is. Um, I mean, sometimes I just call. I just I, I just get jobs. I get employed somewhere, uh-huh. and they call me in. I'm like, oh, you want me, don't you? <laughs> then I hang up. Never go back. Who is your favorite comedian? Like uh, locally or um, let's ask both questions. Let's wow. start, start with whichever. Start with out of all the comedians ever, ever. In the world. Profoundly, Greg Giraldo and Paul F. Tompkins mm-hmm. have been my guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the ones who make me laugh the most. I appreciate both of their voices, and they're drastically different voices too. Um, I like those guys a lot. Uh, but everybody, man. Like I, John Mulaney just put out a new special, which is great. Yes, yeah. Have you seen it yet? Come uh, back, kid. I've heard about it. So. You should check it out, Josh. It's yeah. really great. Um, locally, I mean, I love, I love so many people here. There's so many great comedians. Okay. Um, well, we've yeah, we talked to Darcy. We've talked about Shane. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Victoria is pretty good. Um, are you going to stick around, Victoria, for a few years? Yeah, certainly for the for the meantime. Okay. Um, you know, I, I love Victoria. I, I really have grown to appreciate it. At first, I was a little cynical about it, um, but I like it now. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I think I'd like to move to Toronto, mm-hmm. um, but that that's way in the future, man. Like, I just got this new job, so I'll be sticking around here for quite a while, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, man. That's... And your new, new job has nothing to do with comedy. It's, uh, it's certainly not. No, it's a desk job. Desk job. Okay. For the Mi- Ministry of Health. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Things are happening. Uh, actually, another comedian got me that job. Eric Isfeld got me that job. Okay, yeah. yeah I owe a lot to that guy. Okay. Well, yeah, that's another thing about comedy is it's not only is it uh, networking within comedy, but mm-hmm. also there's possible other jobs. Yeah, exactly, man. The other stuff. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, now, you wrote, you said you wrote, uh, like, or started writing a movie script? Years ago when I was in university. Okay. I wrote a movie. Yeah. Did you finish the script? Like yeah. it's, it's sitting somewhere ready it's, to. It's on my computer right now. Filmed by someone. No, because only only recently I'm trying to go back and like punch it up with jokes because it's not that oh, funny, okay, yeah. but I want to make it funnier. Was it supposed to be a comedy when you first wrote it? Vaguely, kind okay. of like a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying not to be so dark, so I'm just gonna punch it up and make it as funny as I can. But I, I haven't been writing much at all, like anything. Okay. Um. It really went from music for me to that encompassed my life. Now it's comedy. Okay. So I just want to try to get better at stand-up and see where that takes me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, do you see stand-up taking you like to um, to another place like television or something like that? Well, yeah, theoretically, of course, but like I'm just not like delusional. Yeah. I hate to be delusional. I just know like with hard work, you know, shit will happen. Yeah. And I don't feel I'm pushing myself hard enough as it is. I'm getting up on stage, but it doesn't mean much. If I'm not working as hard as I can, so okay. uh, I just believe if you put in the effort, something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, what about you? What's where do you see yourself? Do you want to be a stand-up? Or would you like to take a different avenue? Would you like to be a kind of like an Eddie Izzard kind of performance guy, or well, want to be a writer? Yeah, I mean, I think 
yeah, I think I want to be a writer like, okay. and write for TV, something like that. But I always want, like, now that I've discovered stand-up, I don't want to stop doing that. So even if I get some other, mm-hmm. you know, something like TV job or something like that, yeah. I still want to do stand-up, and I believe I can. If you don't mind me asking, you're 33 right now. Yeah. And you started stand-up at 32, 33? Well, yeah, this year, so... Uh, yeah, 33. Has it has it been in the back of your mind for quite some time, or is this a more recent kind of hobby of yours? Um, stand-up, yeah, it really was recent. As far as, like, the, like I, I've always wanted to do something kind of funny or artistic or something mm-hmm. like that. But, yeah, as far as stand-up, is like, it was almost on a whim this April. It was like, oh. That's really know, funny to me. How would I do stand-up? I think that's really interesting, because uh-huh. I, I think it's different from most people. Because most people just sit and stew about it for so many years. Mm, like, I yeah. certainly did. I, I, I took It took, like, five years to even get on stage. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I had, like, I had bits, and I still have, I still have, like, a file folder on my computer mm-hmm. full of, like, notes and stuff, like, jokes, mm-hmm. or half, like, not really funny, but, I mean, it's stuff that I've thought of over the years and be like, oh, that would be, like, I don't know what that is, but I put it in there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even make the connection that, oh, these are stand-up bits. Oh yeah, you could transform anything into a stand-up bit, right? I, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And then all those little like little chunks of text. It's like, oh, this is an idea. You know, it could turn into a one-liner. It certainly could. And then and now I have that folder. It's like, oh, okay. So I'll pick things out of there. Yeah. And I still write new things, but yeah. Like that sailor joke we made earlier. That's <laughs> going to be my hot, hot and ready joke at this point. It's like I'm closing with that joke tonight. In fact, I'm going to tattoo that on my forehead as soon as I leave here. Oh, uh, that's great. I can't wait. Uh, I'm joking, but. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> That's very fun to be here, Josh. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think. Yeah. I think we're out of questions, out of time, out of patience. <laughs> with each other or with ourselves? <laughs> I think the listeners. But <laughs> you care about your listeners. That's very. That's very good. Because some podcasts don't care about their listeners. Mm. Yeah. Ever hear the podcast called "Fuck You, Listener"? No. No. Oh, it's very tough to listen to. <laughs> it sounds like another made-up thing. No. I don't know. Is there anything else else you want to tell the people of, well, the two people listening, Lucia and maybe Sam, if he's that's funny, he's got time at work. Yeah, yeah. He's on uh, a lunch break. Just keep keep your feet to the ground. Yeah. Keep uh keep your hearts golden. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Life goes on. Life goes on. I feel like this podcast will change lives. Yeah. At very least, destructs lives. Mm-hmm. We're writing the scripture as we speak. This will be translated from Book of Eli. Shit, this is gonna be translated for years to come. What went down today? Yeah. See what happened here, Josh? Was I drank I don't know twenty five cups of coffee, and now my brain is leaking out of my ears. That's how fucked up I am right now. Fucked up on coffee. Oh yeah, dude. Those beans, <laughs> bro. Are you kidding me? Those beans will get right to your noggin. Yeah. Thanks for being on the podcast. It was my pleasure. It really was. It was a treat. It was a goddamn treat. I'm going to have to sit down. I'm going to write some jokes. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. Actually, just wait a second. This is funny. Watch this. Two, peop- two comedians just walked in. Really? Yeah. Just wait a second. I swear to God, I just saw Steve McMath walk in. Yeah, they're right over here. Look at them. All right, so we have to do something with this. Yeah, okay. All right. I, I don't know what to do. Oh, wow, what oh. a pleasant surprise. Chelsea Lou and Steve McMath. Wow. Hi. So should we not say anything? No, you're, no, no, do say you're, you're coming to crash our podcast. 
We just had an explosive journey. I hope so. We're going to end it with a bang right sure, now. Okay. What do you got for us, guys? Oh, man, I, I didn't prepare any. I didn't All right, ten minutes on blood shits, go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're, Jeez, that, we're surrounded by the two funniest people in Victoria, Chelsea Lou Upoff and Steve McMath. Yeah, they can't see your air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us, guys? Give us we're, something. We're going to give you a couple minutes to finish up here. And oh, we're done. Okay, good. I'm These are no batteries in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Josh, will we zipping this up? Yeah, yeah, we'll, cl- we'll zip it. That's it. I hope you had a great time. All right, well, let's, let's sign off. Okay, signing off. Let's do our secret sign off, guys. We practice. <laughs> Go Ducks. The end. Bye bye for now. I love you all. Oh, gross. All right. <laughs> well, that was the podcast. Here I am back again in the future editing the podcast. I've just listened back to it myself, so it's fresh in my mind. Oh, wasn't that fantastic, people? That was really, really great. I hope you got this far to the end. I don't know if you're listening still at this point. But, yeah, it's all over. I just wanted to remind you, uh, once again, this podcast is going up on Wednesday. So tonight there is, there's actually two microphones happening. Uh, the Copper Owl is a little bit earlier, 6.30, and the Strathcona open mic is at, I think it starts at 7.30. So I'm going to try and make it to both. I don't know how that's going to all work out exactly, but um, that's what I'm shooting for. I guess Copper L first, then Strathcona after that. Um, but you can, like as a listener, if, you, if you're if you listening to this on Wednesday, you might still have a chance to catch one or both of those evenings. And they're both, you know, I can't... <laughs> I can't play favorites at this point, but that's what's going on tonight. Tomorrow night is Thursday. It's the Ratfish Select show, as it always is on Thursday. And we have, uh, I believe we have Chelsea Lou hosting, so that's going to be pretty good. Um, pretty awesome. You heard Darcy plug his show in December, December 13th. That's, the, uh, well, his show, among other people, Evan and stuff, so be sure to check that out. And um, Monday's open mic at Ratfish, as always. And, uh, yeah, just look forward to hearing me on the next podcast. Uh, Whenever that is, probably in another week or so, uh, you'll hear my sexy, sexy voice. Um, No guest planned for the next week or two, but um, you never know what's going to happen. Probably just more me doing solo podcasting, but, yeah, we'll see. All right. um, Yeah, once again, thank you for listening. I love you all, and (laughs) we'll see you soon. And both in real life and in the podcast ether. Okay, um, happy. What is it? Happy American Thanksgiving, I guess, or or whatever it is. Uh, bye. <laughs>